Welcome to the Work Camper Show, a podcast devoted to helping you discover how to finance your RV travel dreams. I'm Steve Anderson, the president of Work Camper News. Each one of our episodes will either introduce you to people who are already living the RV lifestyle or to opportunities to work short-term jobs. You'll also learn how to hit the road the right way and make the most of every opportunity. Now let's turn over today's show to your host, Greg Gerber. Thank you, Steve. Today I'll be speaking with a woman who has been traveling with her husband and two daughters since 2020. She wants to talk about what it's like to go RVing and work camping with younger children. Today's episode is sponsored by Work Camper News. With its diamond and platinum membership tools, Work Camper News is much more than just a job listing website. When you put the tools of this professional service into action, you'll find out just how easy it can be to turn your work camping dreams into reality. The one-year memberships open the door to a one-stop shop for all things work camping. Being the original resource for work camping, you'll find the largest number of job listings, be able to connect with the community of work campers, and view resources compiled by experts who've been enjoying the RV lifestyle for many years. If you're serious about leading a successful and enjoyable work camping lifestyle, then a Diamond or Platinum membership is for you. You can even get started with a free 30-day trial by visiting www.workcamper.com forward slash trial. Embark on new adventures today with the support of Work Camper News behind you. Becky Martin is originally from Maryland. She and her husband, Randy, started talking about full-time RVing in 2018. Once they discovered the Full-Time Families Organization, their discussion changed from can we do this to how can we get started. The couple sold their home in 2019 and attended the Work Camper Rendezvous event in Heber Springs, Arkansas that fall, where they made some very helpful connections. Despite COVID lockdowns throwing a wrench into their plans to leave in May 2020, they opted to launch in October of that year in what Becky calls a now-or-never decision. Traveling across America had been a family dream for many years. Becky's daughters are 16 and 11 years old, which are ideal ages to explore the country. Although the family had been looking at travel trailers, they settled on a fifth wheel because it had a little bit more room. They are accompanied on their journey by a 15-year-old dog. One of the first lessons they learned was to apply for jobs a season in advance. They had traveled to Florida that first winter, but could not find a work camping job. Fortunately, Randy found work with a temporary agency, which is an alternative I had never heard of work campers pursuing. While Dad was working, Becky and the girls did some volunteer work. Since then, the family has had several other jobs where everyone could participate in one capacity or another, even if it had meant picking up trash around the lake or working at a campground cafeteria. One campground hired the teenager as a regular worker, while the 11-year-old was able to get a job working one hour a week helping with tie-dye shirts. To tell us more about her family's RVing and work camping adventures, please welcome Becky Martin to the show. Thanks for joining me today, Becky. I really appreciate the time. I understand that you've been full-timing for a number of years with two girls. Tell us a little bit about what got you into this lifestyle. Okay. Thank you so much for having me. We started thinking about full-time travel probably at the end of 2018. And then once we didn't know that there were families that were full-time traveling, but once we found out that there were full-time families traveling, it went from can we do this to how can we do this? And so we started looking around, started looking online. We decided to keep it to ourselves at first just because we didn't want to put that out there in the world. This is what we're doing. We, so we 
found some YouTube videos, I think. The first family that I found that was full-time traveling was a family of 11. And once I was like, okay, there's a family of 11 can do it. Then we can certainly do it as a family of four. So we sold our house in 2019. We went to our very first work campers rendezvous in 2019 in October, which I miss because they haven't had it. And we just found some really great connections. I love work camper news. I'm such a huge fan and trying to think. And then the pandemic happened and we thought, oh my goodness, how can we take this leap that we've been talking about in the middle of the pandemic? But we, it was, we had planned to leave in May of 2020. And then in October of 2020, we were like, it's now or never. So we just decided to take the leap and go on the road and figure it out as we go. And we did. So you started thinking about it in 2018, but it took almost two years for you to actually hit the road? It did. It did. It was probably towards the end of 2018. Just we had talked to my aunt who had been on the road full time with her husband. And so, again, we just always thought it was once we retire, it's something that we'll do. Never really gave it much thought. But again, then I came across a YouTube video and that was the first thing that made me like, okay, can we do this? And how do we make it happen? How do people actually do this? That's a very good point. It's those kind of connections that really bolster people and give them the confidence that they need to take that all important first step. So I'm glad you were absolutely. able to make those connections. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. What prompted you to go into this lifestyle? It's just one of those things that we always said we wanted to do. We knew that we wanted to travel. We knew that we wanted to see more of the United States than just our little corner of Western Maryland. And it's something that we just thought we would have to wait to do. But why wait? You know, if you're able to do it and you're capable of doing it, and we have that attitude about a lot of things, we'll just, we'll figure it out. And I feel like in some ways I'm the, what's the right word? I'm the person to tell you like what not to do because we made so many mistakes along the way. But sometimes you just have to take the leap and dive in. And you will figure it out. That's mistakes right. and all. There'll be plenty yeah. of people around you to help you make the right choices or to correct the mistakes that you do make. Very true. Because our beers, they're, they're a community like no one else. I remember the very first time we tried to unhitch and we just couldn't. My husband was just having so much trouble and he went to the guys that were sitting out across and they were like, oh, let's do this. And it was just great. So really grateful. <laughs> That's neat. I'm sure that your oldest daughter was rolling her eyes as you were trying to get the vehicle started, right? Or get it into position. Exactly. Yeah. She did really good. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. And what kind of RV did you select? So we had a Cougar, a 2011 Cougar. And it was one of those things. We never thought we would have a fifth wheel. We had always looked at travel trailers just because that's what we thought we would go with. And then a friend was selling an RV at the right price. And we thought we could absolutely make this our own. So we did. And then we didn't have a truck. So we had to get the truck. Like I said, we did everything backwards, but it's okay. It all worked out. And did you have to make any modifications to the RV? We did. There was a, a pullout sofa in the back bedroom. And so my husband has been in construction and floor covering for over 30 years. And so he has a lot of experience man experience. And so he took out the bed in the back and turned it into a bed. And then we had, a, even though we have a loft upstairs, 
we just used our rollaway bed for our other daughter that we just folded up when we traveled. Oh, that's very good. Do you travel with any pets too? We do. We have a dog that she's going to be 15 this year. So she explored so much on the road. It was like, it gave her new life as well. It's really funny. Just the different things that we saw. She was so funny and she loved to be out there exploring. What kind of dog do you have? She's a beagle bulldog mix. So it's funny. She's all beagle in the front and all bulldog in the back. Does she bay like a beagle too, though, with the holing and things like that? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And yes, tugs you everywhere, right? Yes, yeah, absolutely. But she loves sleep too, just like a bulldog. That's neat. How do you support yourselves on the road? Is it just by work camping jobs or do you have a business too? No, we decided that we were just going to try work camping and see how it went. The, the sale of our house gave us a little bit of a little bit of a cushion when we went on the road. We had some connections in Tennessee because we had lived there in the past. So we thought, why not go to Tennessee first? We have some connections there. Maybe we, sorry. Okay. So maybe we could find a job there. And so we, my husband worked for a friend of his for two months in Tennessee. Okay. In construction, is that what you said? Floor covering. Yes. Floor covering. Okay. That kind of thing. Super. What kind of work camping jobs have you had? So It's really funny. We found out also through experience that once we went to Florida in the winter, that most work campers plan a season ahead and we didn't do that. So we, when we went to Florida, ironically enough, we could not find a job. Even my husband applied at grocery stores and just wherever there was help wanted signs and we could get nothing. And so we had a friend that suggested, why don't you um, call a temporary agency? and see if they would hire you. And so sure enough, we called a temp agency and they hired him. And so it was then that we made the decision in February that we need to find our summer job. (laughs) So we did. Okay. So you worked for a temp agency for a little while, doing what kinds of things? So my husband worked at the temp agency. He did a cleanup work on construction sites. But it's the thing that I always say about being on the road is if you want to be on the road, you will find a way. And so I remember saying, even if I have to clean toilets, even if I have to, it's just because this is what we wanted to do and we knew we wanted to do it. And so knowing that everything is temporary, okay, so I might have to clean toilets for a season. Maybe I don't ever want to do it again, but if it gets you on the road, if it gets you to where you want to be, then you'll do it. So I wanted to say too, that my daughters and I did some volunteer work when my husband was working. So when we were in Tennessee at one of the state parks, we cleaned up trash around a big lake. So that was good for all of us to be out and the dog even helped. And then when we were in Florida, we worked at a cafeteria. The campground had a cafeteria. And so we volunteered to work there and they would give us a meal every night that we worked. So it was actually really nice. The job that we had in, the job that we got in February was for New Hampshire for the summer. And so it was at a camping resort. So we did everything to get that camping resort ready to go for the new season. I think we showed up May 1st at May Flies and All (laughs) in New Hampshire, right in the heart of the White Mountains. It was beautiful. We cleaned campsites. We cleaned bathhouses. I I did more of the reservations and store work. My husband did security. He did he cleaned campsites. He was there if anybody needed anything. He did a lot of outside maintenance. My 16-year-old, they hired her as well. 
And I love that you ask that every time you interview. What about families? Do you hire teenagers? Because it's so easy for them to get jobs at most places as well. And why the heck not? It beats right. them sitting on a tablet inside the RV. Exactly. So she worked, she cleaned up campsites, she cleaned bathhouses and cabins, she worked in the cafe, and then she also worked in the store. And they hired my 11-year-old as well. I'm Now keep in mind, she only worked an hour a week doing tie-dye, but it was good. It was good for her to earn a little bit of money and to have something that was just for her to do once a week. Well, that's very cool. I've not heard of that before. So she, was she making tie-dyes for the campground, like to sell, or was she helping make them with the children? So make she, she helped the owner of the campground make them. It was, they had a tie-dye day on Friday. And so everybody bought a shirt in the camp store and then they would, they would tie-dye it there together. And so she ha- handed out bags and she helped them put the rubber bands on. And so it was good for her. Have you traveled anywhere outside of the East Coast? So we stayed mainly on the East Coast on the year that we were on the road. We had to come off the road for a season. We hit every state but every state but two. So we didn't hit Rhode Island and Delaware, but we've since hit Delaware. Okay. So you still have Rhode Island to do. Yes, we do. And we okay. will. It's a hard one to find because there aren't a lot of campgrounds there and they're usually very full in the summertime. So you'll be able to get there at some point. That'll be cool. What other places would you like to travel? We definitely, so we would like to go back on the road. We came back for a season. My daughter graduated with her friends and we would like to head out West. I just, there's just so much to see. That's nice. So your oldest daughter already graduated from high school? She did. We've been back. Sadly, we've been back for a year and a half. I love my family. I love my friends. But there's just that wanderlust that makes me want to get back out there. Is she going to join you as you hit the road again? I think so. Okay. I'm hoping. Okay. So at what point did you decide, hey, look, we've got to do this now? What prompted you to say this? A lot of people wait until they're retired to get in there, but you have kids, older kids. Why would you decide to start RVing now? I think, I think one of the things I said earlier was just, I wanted them to see life outside of their little corner of Western Maryland. I wanted them to see life outside of their bubble. And I wanted them to see different sights and think different thoughts. And just, I think that was one of the main reasons, one of the reasons that my husband and I wanted to do it, but I've always homeschooled. So that wasn't much of a change for me. And then we had we had a death in the family that just shook me a little bit, actually shook me quite a bit. And I think the whole thing was just, you got to do it. You have to do it. You can't wait. And if you're capable and you want to, like I said, you will find a way, even with, with big kids, with little kids, with toddlers or infants, you'll find a way. Did your kids like RVing? Depends on the day. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think... One of the things that was a little bit harder was connecting for them. And I think having places that have Wi-Fi was helpful that so they could still be in touch with their friends or. I wanted to say that when we first went out on the road, we were able to connect with some old friends, like I said, because we lived in Tennessee before. But when we got to Florida, we were an island unto ourselves because we just assumed based on all the videos, all the vast experience that we had with videos on YouTube that we were just going to find families. Just thought, oh, they'll be out there. 
but they weren't. There was no families at the RV park that we stayed in Florida. And then a few weeks later, one family showed up and we just instantly bonded with them and still keep in touch with them to this day. I would say if you're traveling with teens, you have to find a way to stay. You have to find a way to stay connected and get connected. And so there's organizations out there, full-time families, escapees that have ways to get connected with other full-time families as well as get your kids connected. And so we joined full-time families and found out that most people travel among the thousand trails, that most people travel in the thousand trails. And so once we went to Thousand Trails Orlando, oh my goodness, there was a plethora of kids. The full-time families organization is pretty remarkable, not only for connecting the families, but for giving people the skills and advice that they need to go on the road. Because a lot of people, they're held back by this self-limiting belief that we're not going to be able to do it. There's, my favorite is there's no way for the kids to socialize. And when you right. get around these full-time families rallies and things like that's all it is. And even right. at these campgrounds where there are a lot of families in it, the jelly stones right. and the KOAs and the, any campground that really caters to families, there's always opportunity for the kids to. Right. Absolutely. And I would say too, there's some rep- responsibility on yourself as well to make sure that you get yourself out there because what I did is anytime they have a group chat, if you're in certain, if you're in certain campgrounds, they have group chats. And so anybody can say, let's say have a worship night or have people over a potluck or whatever. And so we just made a decision that we were going to say yes to everything because we really wanted to connect with people. So we were like, oh, workout day. Absolutely. We're going. If someone's putting on a concert. Yes, we'll be there. And so we made some connections connections that way. But truly, our deepest connections have been through work camping. Just some of the families that we've met, we've been able to stay in touch with one family and see them in five different states since we left them in New Hampshire. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. When do you expect to hit the road again? I know you're off for a little while right now, but you want to get back. We we're hoping to get back on the road by fall of this year. That's our hope. Again, have this whole philosophy of, oh, we'll figure it out. And so that's, okay, we'll figure it out. We're renting. So it's not, we have a house to sell or anything like that. We just have to get our RV ready. And my daughter's finishing up her co-op at her homeschool co-op for this year. So that's what our hope is, whether that happens or not, I guess we'll see. Did you face any challenges when you were out RVing? So many challenges. (laughs) There was a lot of, what's that smell? There's a lot of there's a lot of, wait, what do we do here? How do we get here? We, oh, like I said, we, we'd learned so much from our mistakes. Check your maps out before you go to campgrounds. We, getting to one state park, it was literally switchback turn after switchback turn going the way that the GPS took us. There was one time my husband had to get out because they took him under a bridge that wasn't, was, that he thought he wasn't going to make it through. So you can't always trust your GPS. Look at your maps. Look at your maps. We have satellite now. There's so many things that you can see and tell in advance. I've heard that so many times because the GPS will take people on this winding road because it's the shortest. It's mathematically yes. the shortest. But if you went an extra five minutes, you would have nothing but straight roads 
in a couple of turns and you'd be right at the destination. So the good thing to do is to check with the campground as well as to the best right. way to, to drive in to approach. It's funny when we talked to the campground with all the switchback turns, they were like, oh, did you come? I don't know, the North Way or whatever. And I was like, I guess so. And she said, oh, there was just a tractor trailer that turned over that way the other week. And I was like, you kind of told us. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. What kind of perks have you enjoyed while you were out there working as uh, as work campers? I think the biggest thing, aside for just being at a camping resort and being able to take advantage of the amenities, I think the biggest thing is just taking time to explore. Having time off, my our family all had two days off together. And so we would take one day rest and recuperate and we would take another day to just explore the area. And there's so much to see. No matter where you're at, there's so much to see. And I always like finding those little places that you didn't know about, but you find on the road, oh, we're at a restaurant. What's this park across the street? And we would go and it would just be beautiful. And there's so much, there's so much in the White Mountains anyway, that we would just have that day to explore. And it, it was really good. I would think that from the girl's perspective, the ability to read about things is different than actually going to the sites and experiencing them. Can you tell Agreed. any examples of that? I would say too, that there's something about actually being at a place and seeing it in person and then reading about it, but I don't really, I can't really think of any examples off the top of my head. Sorry. That's all right. There are a lot of national parks out there and historical sites, especially in the East Coast that families can go to. And you folks probably have where you can get in there and actually talk with the rangers and they being the experts are communicating directly with the children and teaching them all the ins and outs and the things that sometimes aren't even included in textbooks. You know what? That's so true. We did have an experience at a park where we got to talk to one of the rangers. It was, I think it's called, it's, it was actually here. It was Mount Washington or something. That's not what it's called. There's like a Washington monument lookalike in Washington County. And they were talking us talking to us about secret codes and how they would flag the flags and what certain flag motions meant with certain letters. And it was so interesting, even for me as an adult. That's cool. Those are the, ex the exact kind of, those are the examples that families really enjoy on the road. It's those little surprises that are waiting for them at what they think is going to be a regular stop. Let's just check this out. And next thing they've fallen in love with the park or they've learned more information about something. That's really neat. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Is there any advice you would give to people who are considering becoming work campers? Yes. I would say several things. Don't be afraid and ask questions. Ask questions. My husband told me to say, keep an open mind, which is always good. But no matter what you're doing, whether you're for us and the different things that we've done in our life, whether it be homeschool, whether it be adoption, whether it be work camping, we've you always find people that are doing what you want to do and ask them questions or that have done what you've done and ask questions. And I think that's the best way to learn. If you had to start over again, is there anything you'd do differently? Ironically, I don't think so. Okay. With as many mistakes that we made, I think it's just all part of the learning process. That's great. Thank you yeah. very much, Becky. I really appreciated talking to you and learning more about your experiences. And I hope you get on the road again soon. Thank you. I do too. Thank you for having me.
I enjoyed hearing about Becky Martin's work camping and family travel experiences. Although they had to come off the road for a while, she admitted to experiencing wanderlust to continue the adventure. Becky had always homeschooled her kids, but her traveling to historic sites and natural wonders added a different element and dimension to their girls' education. The kids did find connecting with other children to be a challenge sometimes, but thanks to the internet, they were able to maintain connections with lifelong friends and others they met on their journey. Joining Thousand Trails was a good investment for the family because most of those campgrounds have plenty of children staying there. Being around other families who were also full-time RVing enhanced the experience for the Martins. They were able to get together for potlucks or worship nights, the family made several connections to other families, and enjoyed meeting up with them in different states. The most frequent challenge a family faced was trying to figure out where various smells were coming from inside their RV and how to control them. Becky also encouraged people to be diligent in travel planning to make sure they look at maps rather than rely entirely on GPS, which may not take into consideration the difficulty of navigating switchback roads or avoiding low bridges. Becky enjoyed it when work camping jobs would try and give everyone two days off together, one of which was used for rest and the other for work camping. She said the greatest treasures were often out-of-the-way places they encountered by accident. The most important advice Becky provided to other work campers was to ask lots of questions and don't be afraid about doing so. She said people are willing to help and asking questions is often the best way to learn new things. To connect with Becky, look for her on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash randybecky.martin. Today's episode is sponsored by The Dreamer's Journey. It's an online course and community produced by Work Camper News. Life is way too short to keep your dreams on hold, so don't be held back by fear because you were designed for more. Get started in the RV lifestyle the right way with this comprehensive guide. For just $29.95 for one year of access, Dreamers have unlimited viewing of 50 plus videos to learn things like what type of RV to buy, goal setting, how to budget for the adventure, developing a positive mindset, setting up a domicile, and operating a small business on the road, plus everything about work camping, how to find the right job for you. Each video is 30 to 90 minutes long to give in-depth coverage on every topic. There's no wrong time to get started. So for more information, visit www.rvdreamersjourney.com. That's all we have for this week's show. I'm not certain who will be featured on next week's podcast. We have one employer and two work campers waiting to go. To see who was selected, tune in next week for the next episode of The Work Camper Show. Thanks for listening.